Goldie Taylor. Goldie is a veteran journalist, opinion writer, and cable news political analyst. She's currently editor-at-large at The Daily Beast, where she covers national elections and social justice issues. And I want to give us full disclosure, and she doesn't even know this, that when I check everything in the morning before I go on as a political analyst, one of the few libs on Fox, uh, on Fox News Channel, or on my own show, I always check the Daily Beast. She has been featured on nearly every major network, including NBC, MSNBC, ABC, CNN, and HLN. And in recent years, she's written dozens of guest op-ed columns for Salon, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Creative Loafing, St. Louis uh, Post-Dispatch, The Griot, Huffington Post, CNN.com, MSNBC.com, Essence, among others. More than a pleasure to have Goldie Taylor with us this afternoon. Goldie, good afternoon and welcome. It is so great to be with you again, Leslie. And good to have you back with us. I think uh, last time I was with you, it wasn't 2016 yet, right? Happy New Year, I guess I should say. Happy New Year it is, absolutely. And very belated. Uh, Tonight we have um, a head-to-head Democratic debate, uh, you know, between um, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, very different than a town hall meeting. And also tonight will be very different than the first debate where a lot of people thought it was a love fest, a bit of kumbaya oh, going sure. on. Oh, sure. Um, uh, what, what do you think is going to be different tonight in, in addition to the fact that Hillary has won Iowa by such a slim margin, uh, Bernie did a better showing than many people expected in Iowa, and is leading by double digits going into New Hampshire? No question that uh, Bernie certainly has quite a bit, Senator Sanders has quite a bit of momentum coming out of Iowa where people expected that he would do well uh, because the base was more reflective of those folks who coalesce more closely around his candidacy. Um, And so we thought that he'd do well, but in a caucus state, it is difficult to get out there and truly organize. He accomplished that and more. And going into New Hampshire, which many people sort of, you know, look at as a home state or home state neighbor for him, he's even closer to his base of support. And so I do expect him to win and, you know, win at least by the the high single or, or low double digits there. Um, and so tonight in this debate, I think you're going to see a much more contentious uh, meeting than we've seen before between these two, you know, lead candidates. You know, we truly don't have a front runner at this point in the Democratic primary because, you know, we haven't gotten a Super Tuesday. And ahead of that, everything is really up in the air. And so I think you're going to hear more about uh, Bernie Sanders taking on what Hillary Clinton believes is her brand of progressive politics. Uh, you're going to hear more about, you know, Hillary Clinton calling that a bit of a litmus test and calling to question his record. And so we're going to see a much more contentious debate tonight, I think, than we've seen before. I would agree with you. I also think that Hillary has more to prove than Bernie. She um, does. Because this is the state that everybody expects him to win. Quite frankly, being from Vermont, I always said he's going to take New Hampshire. He should take New Hampshire. Absolutely. Uh, but before we, talk, before we talk about this is, uh, you know, Hillary... It's actually Bernie's to lose and hers to win if we look at it in those terms. Although they're both very good debaters, I pers- I, I have to, you know, for full disclosure, I, I love Senator Sanders. I support Hillary. And it's sure. not just because she's a woman. I supported her last time when she was up against Barack Obama. I really feel that she's more seasoned to be a president, and more so I feel she can win a national election, despite poll numbers, which a lot of millennials contribute to. I'm not sure um, how— do. How, how well Bernie would do in a national election. And look, I want a Democrat in the White House. If Senator Sanders is the nominee, um, I will support him. So going to numbers, um, we saw Hillary give a major upset years back in New Hampshire against Barack Obama. He was leading. You know, she pulls it out. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But I sure. don't think that Bernie's going to win by double digits. So obviously, and a lot of people are predicting that, why? Is it because the New Hampshire voter is so different than Iowa? Or as much as Iowa 
has sparked money and support for Bernie going into New Hampshire. Has it done the same for Hillary, for those that are not perhaps supporters of Sanders, or is it just that undecided may come out to support her? I think you've got, you know, a, a good-sized undecided vote, but you've got an even larger-sized decided vote uh, and a young vote that if Bernie Sanders can turn them out, will certainly turn the tide in his favor. He polls extremely well, uh, for instance, among single white women, unmarried women who are Democrats, uh, better than Hillary Clinton. And that is a, a big surprise coming out of Iowa. Uh, he polls well among millennials in general, but they're also the least likely to vote. Uh, among the electorate. And so it really depends on what Bernie Sanders' turnout machine looks like. Uh, I think he'll win New Hampshire, but the question is really how much, and I think that's really sort of up in the air. What happens to him next, though, I think really decides what this primary really looks like. He goes to Nevada, and he goes to South Carolina. Those are much more diverse electorates. You've got 28% of the population in Nevada Hispanic, 56% of the Democratic primary in South Carolina is African-American. He does not poll well with either of those audiences. Despite, uh, as of late, African-Americans supporting him, one in the state of South Carolina, which right. Keith, Keith right. Ellison and some other that's black right. congressmen coming out and supporting him. That is him. right. They are really uh, leaders in that and sort of leaning forward on, on, on that tip of things. But if you look at the numbers in South Carolina, Hillary Clinton is still holding well, very well. She's out polling him 4 to 1, 80-20 among African-American voters, uh, because those who are most likely to turn out, are older African-American women, and Hillary Clinton is winning them by leaps and bounds. And so he does have a great number of endorsements that have been coming to the fore as of late, uh, some that were not so expected. But Hillary Clinton is still holding down, you know, very prominent African-American pastors like Raphael Warnock out of Atlanta uh, or, you know, Otis Moss uh, out of the uh, upper Midwest. And so these are pastors of very large traditional black churches who are accustomed to turning out the vote, not just in their state, but in other cities that are adjacent. And so I think uh, that's going to be a a bit of a, they call it a firewall. Uh, I think that it is sturdy as of today, and that even though Bernie has made quite a number of strides in terms of reaching out in uh, non-white communities, um, many still remain skeptical as to his uh, overall electability. As a woman, I am, you are, Goldie. If you were advising Hillary Clinton tonight, there, there are two things here, as a woman and then speaking to the other. One is the female vote, like you sure. said. She actually did well with females in Iowa, but it's those younger single females. And sure. then the youth. What? And Hillary knows that. Her campaign knows that. And in a debate, you can't necessarily control that, although it may be inevitable that the question is asked about women or about youth, because she's not doing well there. Right. Um, and, and that may come out. Then again, they tend to ask more about, you know, policies and promises and how you're going to fulfill those and, and past record. Um, how what would you advise her to do or to say to get as many of those young, as many of those women, especially those that might be in that group undecided to cast their vote for her next Tuesday? You know, well, Democratic voters writ large, and that includes millennials who are in this cycle, uh, tend to vote on aspiration, on what we believe this country ought to be, you know, rather than sort of the pragmatic approach to governing. Um, that we, you know, voted in Barack Obama because, you know, we saw this big banner, hope and change, and that means revolution, and, and Bernie Sanders is sort of embracing that now. Hillary Clinton, as the more traditional candidate, is going to have to go out and embrace a more aspirational platform uh, in some ways. 
but on the other hand, she's going to have to keep one foot on the ground as she kicks one up to paint the sky, keep one foot on the ground and say, this is what we can truly accomplish if we work together, And but this will be hard work and I need you to do it with me. And so she's got a real balance to strike in terms of positioning herself as the candidate of the future, but also the candidate who can govern. Okay. Let's also um, talk about with regard to Hillary and Bernie, you said it will be a you know, tougher, more contentious debate. Sure. Does Bernie, will Bernie, Senator Sanders, bring up her emails? And I say that because this is one thing. I love Senator Sanders. Oh, absolutely. But it, this is one area that bothers me. I okay. thought I loved him. He was my hero and champion when he said to Hillary, Nobody cares about your damn emails. Absolutely. And I think that's the way most Democrats feel, whether they support Bernie or Hillary. Or maybe you're undecided, but Democrats, okay? Sure, sure. Uh, Republicans, obviously, and anybody who hates her, you know, feel uh, otherwise. Uh, want to see her arrested and behind bars, that kind sure, of thing. Sure. But, but he's changed his tune as of late. Do you think the moderator may touch upon that or that may burn, Bernie may even touch upon that because – there's not too much you can do to bring her down. I think she handled her answer for why did why did you take that money from Goldman Sachs? Because that's the amount they offered. I mean, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of like what am I going to say? No, pay me less. Um, I think she I think she certainly acquits herself well on the issues. Bernie Sanders, to my knowledge, hasn't proactively um, inserted the question of the emails, but he certainly has not been as hesitant about the question as he had been previously. I think that, you know, he's using it now uh, in a sort of sideways way of uh, chipping away at what people believe is her trust factor. Uh, Can you trust Hillary Clinton to tell you the truth all the time? Um, And so he is saying, one, you can't trust her, you know, to be a progressive every day. And two, you can't trust her to tell the truth about any number of investigations every day. Uh, he's doing that in sort of a ham-handed way. Uh, he could probably be a bit more artful about it, but I don't think it will gain him anything. Um, I think that if he, you know, is more aggressive about those things, uh, then he'll be the one seen as tearing down the, Demo- the other Democrat in the race, that he'll be the one. Uh, and, and Bernie Sanders has really shied away from negative campaigns, you know, in his you know, uh, previous incarnations. We'll have to see if that holds. Uh, I, I, we have to go to break. I just want to ask you real quick, though. How likely do you think that if Hillary wins, Bernie would be her VP or, 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 or the flip side of that? And I say that because, you know, the two of them together, that could be a whole different story. I've learned not to bet my lunch lest I starve, but I'd bet <laughs> against that going either way. Okay, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other things with Goldie Taylor, veteran journalist, opinion writer, and cable news political analyst. She's currently editor-at-large at The Daily Beast. Don't go away. Goldie, by the way, can be followed on Twitter at Goldie Taylor. That's G-O-L-D-I-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R. And the website is thedailybeast.com. Check it out. A lot of great stuff there, folks. I'm Leslie Marshall, back with our guest and you right after this. Back with Goldie Taylor, veteran journalist, opinion writer, cable news political analyst, and currently editor-at-large at The Daily Beast. She covers national elections and social justice issues more than a pleasure to have her with us we're gonna have to have you back because we only have a few more minutes here today goldie um and uh we're talking about the uh first head-to-head democratic debate it's not the um it's not really the first head-to-head democratic debate uh this by the way is going to be hosted by msnbc tonight at 9 p.m uh yeah that's right that that's right martin oh that's right martin o'malley was there i'm so bad um (laughs) msnbc (laughs) tonight at 9 p.m uh eastern uh in new hampshire uh just days uh before the uh, first in the nation primary so first before i ask you a question real brief why do you think neither one of them would pick the other as veep 
you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be tough one to bring their coalitions together, but two, I just think their governing styles are just not complementary. You know, when you saw Barack Obama pick Joe Biden for his running mate, there was a true compliment there. There was a a wingman uh, uh, yeah. dynamic of sorts going on. I don't think you would find that with Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, and both of them are accustomed to being the leader in the room. And so I don't know that you're going to find them as sort of a, a, a Batman and Robin as you were, you know, a, a, a good working duo. In Iowa, we saw polls that pretty much put Bernie and Hillary neck and neck. And at the end of the day, they were neck and neck. Hillary was shown to be three or four points ahead. She got three delegates more. That's right. Um, Yet, there are a lot of people predicting that Bernie, with God, I mean, every time I look, it's a different, you know, what is it, 21%, 13%, you know, it depends on where you look. Um, But an average of a healthy double-digit lead, that Bernie will beat her in New Hampshire, but not by double digits, not by the numbers people think. A lot of people predicting, I myself predicting, 9%. was wondering yes. what your prediction, and again, we're not going to Vegas here, uh, might be, but, but also why. Why do you think so many people feel that the polls are, are showing him in much higher regard than perhaps the actual votes be, and does that come down to the undecideds? Well, polling is really is really a tough rowing. Uh, you've got people who just simply model differently. They weigh more, you know, uh, uh, sections of the electorate a bit more heavily than some others. You've got cell phone polling going on. You've got even some folks out there doing Internet polling. And so they are skewing wildly right now. But when you look at the poll of polls, when you look at the polling averages and you drop out some of those unknowns, uh, you come down to a high single digit, you know, a nine, a 8 or 9% lead. Uh, and depending on turnout, that could go into a double-digit lead, an 11 or 12 percent. And that's only saying that you know, Bernie Sanders is able to deliver many more of a young college age and young professional age voters out to the poll, people who have a much higher energy for uh, for his kind of candidacy, for his you know, for his platform uh, to show up on election day, and that's uh, and that's where the rubber will really meet the road in a place like New Hampshire. I think people truly have decided, uh, you know, by and large, you've got a, a slender uh, section of the electorate that hasn't. Uh, but for those people who have, it really depends, you know, on how on that get out the vote effort, on what's really put on the ground in terms of getting people to the polls. Does Hillary have to perform well? And obviously, it looks better for her if the gap is smaller and the lead by which Bernie, alleged, you know, presumably wins. Um, or does New Hampshire matter for her at all, being, like you said, it's what after happens to New Hampshire that is going to be key for Bernie, and certainly not only leading up to, but definitely on Super Tuesday? You know, I've always said that, that all of these races, all 56 uh, races matter, um, but New Hampshire has less of a critical role to play in this cycle simply because of how the deck is stacked uh, in terms of what happens come you know, Nevada, South Carolina, and then into Super Tuesday. And so as long as she gets out of New Hampshire with that single-digit loss, as long as it is not a complete blowout route, um, then she's good to go heading into Nevada, you know, in that in the week or so after that, and then into South Carolina at the end of the month. I think it's February 27th, uh, Super Tuesday, coming up the first Tuesday of the first Monday of March. When we look at a national election, if she infects the nominee, as many people think, I mean, she does have already more than 400, um, you know, know, yeah, yeah, super delegates. She's got, you know, total delegates, super and otherwise. Uh, She's got she's a fifth of the way there. Right. I think we could say, Um, 
you know, if in fact everybody keeps their promise, and most do, it's un- it's unusual sure. for somebody to flip, and usually it could be one, maybe two. I usually see one person uh, historically. Um, w- looking at the map, you got like 17 blue states, 23 red states, and and the rest are purple. Polls show that Bernie does better against a Ted Cruz, depending on the day. Um, is Hillary Clinton definitely the one that can easily beat a Trump, a, a Cruz, or a Rubio? I don't think, given the state of the country, that any general election for either of them, whether it's Senator uh, Sanders or Secretary Clinton, will be an easy one come this fall. Because the fact is, you've got you know a very angry electorate on both sides of the aisle. Uh, you're going to have significantly high turnout, especially on the Republican side, um, given what's at stake for them. I mean, if you look at this for Republicans, if they win the White House, they get a couple of things that come along with that. They run both houses of Congress. And then they have not one, not two, but possibly three Supreme Court picks over the next two election cycles. So this is going to be... This is going to be... So, uh, so it makes our jobs more exciting, though, Goldie, doesn't it? It's going to be a fight. Goldie Taylor, we loved having you on. We'll have you on again, most definitely. Goldie Taylor, editor-at-large of The Daily Beast. And also, like I said, follow her on Twitter at Goldie, G-O-L-D-I-E, Taylor.